Hello and welcome to the Surgical Spirit Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Haider Al-Hakim, the Third Eye Doctor. Pull up a chair and get ready for some candid and uncompromising discussion with experts, innovators, agitators, and influential people from every corner of health and well-being. From inside the hospital to at home in the kitchen, we're leaving no stone unturned in our quest to uncover the secrets of healthier, happier, more successful, and less stressful lives. Thank you so much for joining us, and without further ado, let's meet this episode's guest. Hello, Aman. How are you doing? I'm good, Ada. Good, good to speak to you. Thanks for doing this. No, thanks for coming on. I know you're a super busy guy, and you do probably a million and one things in the morning. <laughs> so what about. have you done this morning so far? And it's oh, only uh, 8.30 in the morning. Gosh, what we've done this morning, I was uh, up at five as usual, did a bit of meditation, um, came into the office, recorded a video, and now the best part of the morning is I'm going to chat with you. Wow. So I've done, a, I've, done, I've done a little bit, a little bit. So how long have you been doing that for? Um, a while, actually. I, 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 see, I find mornings fascinating. I, I find them super productive. Um, you know, if, I, if I do the same two hours in the morning, and do the same two hours in the evening, I'll get 50% less than in the evening. I know that, that's just me and I've worked that out. So probably I'd say for around three, four years, I've been a, a, an early riser um, and just get on with it, you know, before before the world wakes up, get, get ahead of the game. And, and, and do you think your passion changed three or four years ago? Um, I don't think so. I mm. think I had I had the passion probably for, for med ed, which is, which is what my whole life is around at the moment. I've had that for about six or seven years. Mm. Um, but it took me, I'd say, three or four years to to work out how I can push that passion to its max. Mm. So working out routines, working out um, what time of the day works for me, um, that that took a few years. And I think the last three or four years, I've, I've got to a stage where I know my game and I know what works for me. I know you're sort of really, really passionate about the why um, in life. So what was the why in in what you're doing? Well... Initially, for me, I had a really good trainer when I was a, um, a GP registrar myself. Mm. And I looked up to him and I was like, yeah, this is amazing. The way you deal with your day-to-day work, but then you give time to me, you, you, you know, soak in all of my insecurities, my queries, my questions, not, not a, an inch of annoyance, even though there's probably a hundred things going on in his own life. That, that inspired me. And I thought, wow, you know, these are such an impact on me. And, and it was through him that I thought, well, I want to do this. I, I want to be a trainer. I want to, you know, help that at that point, that one other registrar who's going to be under me, apprenticeship role type of thing. Um, so I started looking at MedEd and, and thinking, how can I get into this side of things? Because I, I, I love the idea of, of helping someone through what are, what are difficult times, you know, training, exams, etc. So we set up a few training courses with a colleague at the time and, and thought this would look good for my CV if I want to be a trainer one day. And the, the why came from there. It was, it was, I remember it was the very first course we did and I just thought, this is amazing. Like we're, 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 we're helping people on things that we have interest in as well. Um, and everything kind of stemmed from there. And the why got bigger and bigger and, and the aims of what we want to do got bigger and bigger, but it's, it's still there, luckily. It's still firing away. Mm-hmm. Was it was it people's reactions or was it I mean was there a particular case that really really um, stand out to you? 
not really there's mm-hmm. not one that mm-hmm. i could say well wow, that 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 that's the one um initially there were there were, there were short-term reactions you'd help someone oh, i never understood that you know thank you that's so great and i finally get it now there's a short-term things but they kind of start to you know roll and get bigger and bigger and, and and then you get people who haven't passed an exam maybe two three times and they come back to you and say you know what that mm-hmm. that little bit of thing you did helped me get through and it's just you know it's helped me open my life my my life was in trouble etc etc whatever and, and those little things all build up so it wasn't one thing but i think it's the the ball that keeps getting bigger and bigger and and, and when you're on that that role it you know you want it to keep going so it's these small kind of wins that if you do it on a consistent basis turns into something that literally becomes like a machine and sort of become automatic i ah, look i think so i think it's got to a point where a lot, a lot of what we do is is automatic but but the, the why keeps it we, we're adapting it all the time and and you know, yes, we have big goals and we have big aspirations and we, and, and we have bigger pictures, but it's the little things, right, that, that always keep it moving and keep it rolling and stop it getting stagnant and um, and keep me getting up early, right? Yeah, yeah. You need something to, to jump out when that alarm goes. So so what's the oil that keeps it moving? I, that's the passion, I guess. Yeah. Because you can, yeah. have, a, you can have a why. Yeah. You, you can want to do a lot of things for a lot of reasons, but if you don't have that inner core... You know, I love this. One hundred percent love this. Twenty four seven love this. Then, then even the why I think sometimes is 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 not big enough. Yeah. So you need um, both essentially, don't don't you? So I think the why so. and the passion. I think so. You, you can have a passion for something, but it won't get you anywhere if you just have a passion. You like doing it, mm. but if you have a why, I, I think you get drawn. Your passion draws you up, up and up. I, I think personally, that's how I found my my journey. I guess through all of this so far. Mm-hmm. And, and in terms of an individual that sort of epitomizes immense amount of passion, is there any particular person like that? You know, apart from the tutor that that helps you out. Um, to be honest, I mean, I've seen a lot of people in in our field doing a lot of good things, and I respect a lot of them, and I and I pick up bits from all of them, and I and I admire them for different traits and aspects. But but I guess I've always tried to be my own my own person and, and I'm not trying to emulate people but I so no apart from that initial spark that I got from my trainer mm. I've looked up to people in, in, in individual aspects but I, but I want to do my own thing and, and therefore I kind of haven't fallen down that trap of, of trying to emulate someone too much yeah um, yeah I, I mean you sort of see see their good qualities mostly and then eventually you find that they've got bad qualities and you sort of move on to the next one <laughs> and I think that's why it's important that you know you don't have one person that you look up to you have you have a variety of inputs because you then have the the, the benefit of being able to pick and choose what you know what, what traits you want to go with and, and there's nothing wrong with that you know picking and choosing you know certain yeah. ways and individuals and ethoses and ideologies and, and ways of thinking I think it's I think it's a successful mindset, to be honest, you know, because we're all different, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And, and also what's, what's, what works for someone doesn't work for somebody else. There's no point just blindly emulating. Mm. Um, and, and, and there's a lot of it's trial and error, isn't it? Like mm. what you, you try something, you realize, okay, that's not kind of down my path. Mm. And, and then you turn back. I mean, and otherwise, how are you going to grow, right? If you just mm. think, well, this is my game and this is it, and you don't try anything else. Mm. Um, I think you, you become stagnant, you get bored. Um, and that will come across in the people that you're trying to help in the first place. Mm, mm, so, mm. yeah, I mean, constant change, constant adapting, but but knowing your own your own ultimate path, I think, is key. Mm, mm, mm. And you know, doctors' exams are not are not easy. 
you know they are they are difficult and um, uh, do you think there's something behind that or is it it's just a big hurdle that people have to jump over look I think I think a lot of people find exams very straightforward and they're just that type of person but but there are a couple of reasons why I think exams people struggle with exams I think it's we're not used to we're, we're machines as medics we're not used to mm. messing things up we're not used to not passing an exam so so the pressure that comes from that I think is is bigger than sometimes the exam itself mm. like you know you've got an exam in three months time you, you've got your plans out you know what you need to cover you already know it anyway to be honest mm. but but it's the other stuff that what if you know what if what if what's my what's my training going to think what you know I've got this I've got what's my family going to think and what am I what am I going to think like how am I going to deal with that it's that that starts weighing you down months before the actual event months before the result and and a lot of what we do is yes we teach medicine okay we teach you know what to do and what the guidelines are we teach how to deal with certain types of presentation but a lot of what we do is is confidence a lot of what we do is mindset a lot of it's about look you know what you're doing and we've almost given you license to go and do it. Um, and that's a huge part of what I do. And, and, and that sometimes is where the bigger rewards come. You know, I can teach someone about guidelines and, and, and they think that's great. Thank you. I never understood that. But if I could teach someone to walk into an exam and think, you know, what, I'm good enough to pass. And, and, you know, I've got that right in my head now. That's bigger for me than anything else. Um, yeah. Yeah, de definitely. And, and, um, you know, we are our own worst enemy. Oh, 100%. 100%. And, and I am too, and, and so is everybody else. And it's just, you know, those thoughts and those doubts are natural to human beings, whether they're medical or not. Yeah. Um, but how you adapt to that, I think, makes a big difference. Could you give us sort of a short um, way, because we've got a short podcast, about yeah. improving your mindset when it comes to exams and improving your confidence when it comes to exams? So I talk a lot about perspective I talk a lot about perspective well, say someone is has, has failed an exam or someone is pretty sure they're going to fail an exam um, you just put it into context you draw a line on the page this is you age zero this is you age 90 we're here at this point this period of your life is like a blip it is a minor minor blip in five years time you gonna look back at this and forget it you don't even remember it now it seems huge. Now the fear is huge. The failure is a massive thing. The worry about failing is a massive thing. But it's a tiny blip. It's a tiny blip. Mm -hmm. And that's that's just laterally. That's just like from zero to hundred. We haven't talked about the width yet. Wow. You've, got, you've got the pursuit of width. You've got okay. That's a blip. But the other way, you've got family. You've got interests. You've got hobbies. You've got other issues going on. Like so, it's a blip both ways in terms of time and in terms of width of your life. And when you when you go through that, I think people think, okay, fair enough. It's, <laughs> it's, it's it's not so. It's not like it's not the biggest thing in the world. And then when you take that pressure off, I think other things just happen naturally. You know, the work that you're doing becomes more efficient. The the time that you're putting in, you're actually picking up more because you're worrying less. And I think it makes all makes a huge difference. Perspective is is the small short answer to that. I think. Wow, wow, and it helps with both mindset and confidence. That's amazing. Yeah. In a big way, in a big way. And, you know, confidence is, is I think, in medical school, is not something that they really concentrate on. Back, back in my day, I, d I don't know what's happening currently at the moment. Do you do, you do any work in medical schools? Not in undergrad stuff, no. Yeah. yeah. And and do, do you think you see that more of an issue now that you're seeing more and more doctors coming through the system? Or is it, you know, pretty much a, a kind of a, a memory thing? 
I, I think confidence is, is, is never really a big part of, of, of education full stop from, from, from my own experience anyway. Um, it may but, be you think it more, be. but you think it I should be. I think it should be. be. Yeah, yeah, but, the, but then, but then how, how, how do you even go about, I mean, yes, you can talk about little things like perspective and things, but, but confidence is a very fluid thing, isn't it? And one day you wake up confident, the next day you wake up completely in, in shatters. It, it's one of those things that's hard to teach, I think. Mm. But I think the way that the world is going now, obviously with social media and the fact that everyone is in everybody's face and everyone knows what everyone's doing, I think that has an impact on confidence and it makes it, it, makes it less because you're, you're constantly almost in view. And I think you may have your own insecurities, but then it's, you're added to what other people are going to think because they can see what's happening. If I fail, everyone's going to know about it. It's, that, I think, hammers you in terms of confidence as well. Um, whereas perhaps that, that kind of stuff wasn't around before mm-hmm. in such a big way. So social media, we, we use a lot for its benefits and we try and teach a lot through this amazing tool of social media that's out there these days. Mm. But I think there's obviously drawbacks as well. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, I mean, confidence is a is a difficult topic and it, it surprises me when I see, you know, people doing workshops and courses and things like that on, on boosting your confidence. And it's not an easy one. Yeah. It, you know, it's not an easy one to teach. But, it, but it's definitely something that needs to be addressed from a, uh, from a young age. Yeah. Um, but then you know it, it, it depends on society, depends on culture, parenting, environment. And, um, and it's fluid. It's fluid. Like you're going to go through periods of your life where you're not confident. Yeah. And you're going to go through periods where you're super confident. Yeah. And it's going to depend pretty much on what is going, what is in front of you right now. Yeah. If it's an exam in front of you, if it's something else in front of you, you're going to have your differences, aren't you? So, yes, people can turn around and say, "Here's three tips to increase your confidence." But really, what does what does that mean? I mean, it doesn't really help in the big picture, really. I don't think. It comes from within, and I think experience, I think knowing your why, knowing where you're going, having perspective, all these things interlock, I think, to, to influence this kind of thing, because it's huge. It's a massive thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, back in the day when I was sort of a lot younger, um, we used to look towards people who had great amount of confidence, but they tended to be dead. And, <laughs> you know, sort of, myth- you know, mythology or mythologized individuals mm. and so look back thinking really <laughs> i don't think they were that confident actually yeah and that, and that's that's just perspective isn't it? and not perspective perception yeah. you know you can give off a perception very easily of certain things but it doesn't mean what's going on inside is the same yeah 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 but I, I think sometimes you can tell even though they look confident yeah you think no there's you know they're sort of they're putting it on kind of thing yeah you can tell inside you know there there, there there is that you know sort of third eye or sort of third sense i think no this it's all bullshit mate yeah nothing much going on but you know i mean i, mean, I did that in medical school anyway <laughs> to get through exams <laughs> you got to look the part you know percussion yes, yes. and all that yeah. kind of stuff it's a fascinating topic and it's a fascinating topic and i don't think it'll ever really fully be understood yeah and you know, I mean, the same with mindset. You know, my mindset is such a big thing. I, yeah. I guess we all develop our own way of dealing with our own mindset, and then whether other people resonate with that or not. You know, that's um, you know, that sort of that's how your success is defined. Success, yes. you know, in inverted yeah. commas. Yeah, uh, mindset's massive. Mindset's massive, and certainly in the med ed game, um, mindset's a huge thing. And like I said, a lot of our, a lot of our Efforts, yes, are to teach people fact and help them in certain ways, but a lot of it is mindset and 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 helping them feel that I'm I'm in the right zone and you know with 
I'm good to go with this exam, whether it's tomorrow or next week. It's just getting that 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 mind right because your mind is going to either help you in a massive, massive way or it's going to hinder you in a big way as well. And and just not trying to, as you say, set someone's mind. Yeah, I know you don't believe in that term as such. But just showing them how, how important it is and how you need to understand what your mind is saying and adapt accordingly rather than just hope that on the day I'll, I'll feel good. Like it yeah. doesn't, doesn't just work like that, I don't think. But yeah. giving people confidence, showing them, look, this is, you know what you're doing, giving a lot of the positive reinforcement to show, well, actually, you're, you're good enough yeah. and go a long way to helping them find their own mindset because you can't give it to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't give it to them. You know, you, it, it, it's, it's literally giving them that permission that they can overcome the obstacles. Yeah. Because so many other people have overcome it. Yeah. And, you know, giving them that sort of boost of, of, of energy or life force. Yeah. Or, or sort of resonance or connection. That, yeah, and also taking away the fear of of not achieving it because that that has a huge influence. Yeah, I mean, failure is such a massive thing, and as you know, I mean, I I know failure is is probably the best best lesson anyone can ever learn yes. in any situation. Yeah, and you know, we've we've heard it so many times um, until it happens to you. Yeah, you know, until you fuck things up, you won't really understand. Yeah you know how things work essentially yeah. and but you know we are in a profession where where we're not allowed to make mistakes yeah yeah and, you know it is very difficult you know because that's the fear of, of it and then when you have fear of it it it, it it stops you making your time productive and, and then before you know it gets you get even more fearful because you haven't covered what you tried to cover in the last hour of work but you've been so worried and you've got nothing done and that adds to it and it's just a vicious cycle isn't it yeah how do you get out of that cycle if you're in that sort of particular situation? Or, 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 always, I'll always fall back to putting things in perspective. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Both, and both ways again, longitudinally and, and, and width as well. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't think there's anything more powerful than that. Mm-hmm. You, you, just to realize on the scale of things how tiny this segment of your life is. Mm-hmm. How, how tiny it is and how in three years it's just going to be nothing. It's going to be nothing. Mm-hmm. That I think goes a long way to reducing fear in any situation. I use it myself. Like if I'm, if I have something that I'm particularly worried about, anxious about, that's what I'll do. I will just, mm. I will zone out and I'll go into the perspective. That's why I meditate because it's just, you know, it. it that's the way I cope with it. Mm. I think there's many ways of doing it, mm. um, but perspective is, is powerful. I think. Mm, 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 mm. And 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 you know you've got a lot of um, stuff going on outside your work. Um, what is it that really sort of puts puts things in perspective for you? Oh, look, there's the usual stuff, family in a big way, mm. um, family in a big way. And and one of the things about being in the entrepreneur game and, and running a business is that you could easily get engulfed by the business and not and not have time for those other things. And I think it's the the family side of things that grounds me to being my, my, you know, my wife, daughter, you know, these things make a huge difference. Mm. Um, they give you the perspective. Um, having regular slots of time out, I, I think it's so easy just to just to get engulfed with the whole non-stopness of, of of what you can do when you're in your own game. That obviously puts perspective in a big way. The usual things, but but I think done enough. Yeah, regularly just to sort of keep things ticking along and just to yeah. make sure you don't go into that cycle of uh, of craziness. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I sweat like hell, and that's that's when I make the best decisions because you know the mind is quiet. 
Yep. And, you know, the heart is, is well, it's pumping, but, you know, the other heart is alive, so to speak. Yeah. But that that's my morning thing, you see. Like in the morning, yeah. I think clearest. That, yeah. That's why I'm so, I'm so driven on early hours of the day as opposed to the late evening. The late evening ones, I, I just... I don't try and do any work at night. I don't, I don't think too heavily in the later hours of the day. That's just the time to relax. But the early morning is where my mind is quietest. I know that. And that's where I get the most done and the most decisions made. And, and I think that the most progress happens. Uh, and and um, I was going to talk about um, memory because because I don't have a good memory, you see. <laughs> yeah. I wanted it. I've got one of these memories that sort of creeps up on you about something really obscure. Yeah. You know, 27 years ago that sort of comes out. But when I want to do something now and, you know, right here, it's like, ooh, okay. Which which is a bit crap for a podcast host because you're trying to ask ask a question. And then you what think, was it I was supposed to ask? <laughs> <laughs> but it creates that tension and that sort of intrigue. Um, I mean, in, in terms of improving memory, is it is it similar to, to sort of mindset and... Um, uh, perspective and confidence in the sense that you give them a certain uh, perspective so to speak and then yeah, that will yeah, improve yeah. their memory um, I think memory is, is something that people have got to work out how they firstly learn things best mm. you, you, just because your, your, your friend learns something a certain way doesn't mean that's going to work for you and then suddenly you feel that my memory is rubbish because you're trying to do what they're doing so one of the things that we do in MedEd and one of the reasons that we do so much across different streams and social media is that we're we're trying to teach the same thing in four different formats five different formats so someone who's on the other side is going to find the format that resonates with them and therefore they're going to learn it much better and they're going to feel their memories get better so we might put the same teaching out on a, on a text post, on an image post, on a video, um, on like a three-second three snap. And somewhere, someone is going to find that useful for them and learn it and remember it in three months' time when they need it. Whereas if I'm putting all everything out on one content saying, look, this is what I do. I make videos, so you need to learn this way. Then you know people aren't going to resonate with that. I think memory's got a lot to do with understanding your own game. And what we're trying to do is, 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 is put everything out in a variety of different forms so that people can pick the one that resonates with them so that their memory, in theory, gets better. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't think that's actually happening. I think they're just resonating with something that works for them. Mm-hmm. So they retain it better because they understand it better. It resonates with them. That, that's how I think memory is. I don't know if you can improve memory. I think you've just got to find the, the way that you remember things better. Mm-hmm. And our job is to adapt and, and not try and say this is how you should learn things this is how you should remember this is the best way to remember mm-hmm. find your own way we'll give you every way possible mm-hmm. i mean I, I remember reading tons of uh, books on how to improve memory and it was it, it was interesting because you sort of find what works with you what doesn't work with you and it's it, it's a matter of being proactive yeah um, about it rather than being passive so you know it's- and then knowing when you found your game and then going in hard on it. I oh. think people spend, people spend ages reading books and trying to find all these things that are the right way to do something. But they almost kind of then find something that's good, but then want to find something better and then move away. And then, mm. and then, and then what's the value of just reading for the sake of it, right? But when you find your thing, go with it. Like that's, that's I think, really important as well. Why do, why do we read loads of books? Because you're trying to find answers to questions. But sometimes we read the answers for us and we just keep, we just walk past because mm. we're looking for the next answer or someone else's version of that, of that question and answer. So, yeah, I mean, 
people can read a lot about stuff, but but actually there's a lot of answers are we've already read them. We already know what's right for us, but we just don't go all in. I think. Yeah, and 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 just concentrate on the strengths that we have. Yeah, um, Rather than, uh, or we've got to improve the weaknesses, which is yeah. which is really difficult. And and um, I used to hate that. You know, that's yeah. what I sort of hated about medical school because there's there such a broad, wide-ranging uh, sort of topics and and ways of learning. And yeah, we just had to do it. Um, I mean, you know, is is general practice sort of quite wide-ranging as well? And there, there's so much things that you've got to. I mean, general practice is just an, a, an opening open book that's just getting bigger with more pages every day. Like that, that's how I see general practice as wow. as in medicine, right? And um, and I guess you know when I was clinical working as a GP, you know, trying to stay up to date was daunting. The yeah. feeling was daunting. Um, and sometimes you've got to realize that look, we're not superhumans and we can never know everything, but we need to be sensible about what we're doing, know a few key things, and and know how to adapt in situations where we may not know exactly what the right answer is. And and and, and similarly with exams, like again, we tell people, look, you're allowed to make mistakes. Like you don't have to know everything pinpoint because that puts pressure on you straight away. You know, you'll walk into that exam, you'll make five, ten silly errors. Just accept it. Accept it. The key is to know that that's going to happen so it doesn't hit you when it happens. If you go and kind of think, oh, I hope that everything goes smoothly and I hope I know everything that comes up and I hope that I do perfectly well, when that first mistake happens, it's going to hit you really hard. Mm. And you think, oh, I knew it was going to happen, I knew something was going to come and I didn't know, and then the ball starts rolling and you're in that vicious cycle. Accept the fact that you're not going to know certain things. Accept that you're going to make mistakes. That's why the, the pass mark's not 100%. You're allowed to make a few errors. And I think that's the same in, in day to day life, accepting that you can never know everything. And, and that makes it, I think, a lot easier to, to walk through. Um, on, on, on that wonderful positive note, um, how can we accept failure within, yeah, within our sort of very traditional professions? Um, I is think, it us or is it the system? Why even why find blame in any of them? Just just accept that it's part of it. Yeah, yeah. I think when you, I think anything is easier to deal with when you accept it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. If you hope it's just not going to happen and then it happens, bang, yeah. it's my you luck. Deal with it anyway when it when it happens. Yeah, you know and, whether whether you're prepared or not. Yeah, and look, you can never really be prepared because sometimes things happen that you're just never going to be prepared for. But if you kind of accept that I'm not superhuman, I'm allowed to make mistakes, yeah. um, and it's going to happen. And I'm talking more from the, the med-ed game here in exams. Yeah. Again, it comes down to perspective that, okay, I'll make a mistake. A, it's not going to end my exam. And B, even if it ends my exam, it's not the last exam I'm ever going to take. Yeah. And C, if it's the last exam I'm ever going to take, then there's still other things in life. Like it's just there's always a layer below, right? And yeah. that that helps people deal with failure. Accepting, and, expecting is important. And and you know, arguably, you can take that into life as well. You know, yeah. At the end yeah. of the day, it's not the end of the day. Even if it is the end of the day for you, it's still not the end of the day. <laughs> Perspective is so powerful, and yeah. you know, obviously, you can use it in a small scale, and you can use it in a big scale as well. But. Um, I find it powerful. And I think I think when people resonate with that and they see the bigger, you know, for example, on results day, 
there's a if there's an exam and there's a it's a, it's a results day, I I know my phone's gonna be pinging all night long. Yeah. Half the results are going half the pings are gonna be, I passed. It's amazing. The best feeling. Thank you so much. And then you get the others who are I'm really struggling. I don't know what to do. I put so much hard work in, and the line we always come back to on the ones that have not got through is the perspective line. Always. Mm-hmm always a perspective line because it works and, it, and the next day they just feel a little bit different and it might take them a week to feel different or a month to feel different but they're going to come out of it um, and if someone's coming up to an exam and saying oh I'm going to fail I'm going to fail then we just give them the the allowance to do so to, the allowance to make a mistake you know you're going to make mistakes accept it and it makes them feel a bit better mm-hmm. you know and, and, and it gets them back on the track and, and all these things I think yes as a medical educator it's important to teach them content sure, and we do a lot sure. of that because that's what people are going to find you for in the first place. How good is your content? Yeah. But then it goes deeper than that. When you, when you build a relationship with someone and, um, you know, it may not be a face-to-face relationship. It may just be across social media. They see you every day, watch your videos. Eventually, they'll contact you when their time comes and that's when you can help them in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I, th- I find MedEd fascinating. It's not just I sit there and I give a talk about something and, and that's it. It, it. It's so much more than that. And and the more I give in to it, the more the more you get out of it, I think. Like with anything, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's been absolutely fascinating. We can talk for hours um, uh, about perspective, about mindset, about growth mindset, adaptability, yeah. um, education, and um, passion. Uh, but we'll, we'll call it quits. How, how can people get hold of you? I know you're a sort of a social media fiend. Oh, we're all over. I mean... <laughs> Dr. Amanora Facebook group is where we do a lot of our med ed. We do loads of stuff on Instagram, Dr. Underscore Aman Underscore Aurora, Twitter with there, SoundCloud with there, LinkedIn with there, um, YouTube obviously our, our main video channel, Aman Aurora, loads of different places. Website, AuroraMedicalEducation.co.uk, everything is there. And, and, and what's your final message to um, the medical students who are going through and listening to this podcast? Med students, doctors all over the place, whatever exam you're doing, you know, perspective is huge whatever is in front of you if it's a good thing or a bad thing it's a tiny blip in your career um, and you're going to have forgotten about it in a couple of years time so just max it out now do the best you can but it's not it's not the final it's not the final chapter thank you Amin thanks Ada it's been great thanks for listening to this installment of the Surgical Spirit Podcast For all the latest in the world of Surgical Spirit, don't forget to follow on Twitter at The Third Eye Doc and catch me on Facebook at the page The Third Eye Doctor. You can visit the website at www.thethirdeyedoctor.co.uk for more information on the work that I do. And please send us feedback and questions and suggestions for the podcast. It's always a pleasure to hear from you. I've been Dr. Haider Al-Hakim and I'll see you next time.